If you're anything like me, your Sunday is spoken for this weekend. As you hover on the edge of your seat, decked out in Honolulu blue, willing, willing the Detroit Lions to win against the 49ers. There's a particular tune that gives me solace, even in these nail-biting moments. It's the Detroit Lions fight song called Gridiron Heroes. It plays at every home game after every Lions touchdown. And we found the guy who sings it. His name is Theo Spite. Regardless of the, the product that's been on the field, the fans have always been amazing. Every single Sunday, they always show up and show out. This is Stateside. I'm April Bear. As you may know, depending on how long you've been going to Lions games, Gridiron Heroes wasn't always sung by Theo Spite. The song originally dates back to the 1930s. It was written by a guy named Graham Overgaard, who at that point was the director of music and bands at Wayne State University. He also served as the Lions entertainment director for 30 years. But Theo Spite has been the voice of the anthem for the last 20 years, and he's got the team spirit to back it up as a lifelong Lions fan. Well, I grew up, I'm born and raised in Detroit, so I have been watching the team that entire time. You know, I go back to the good old days with uh, Billy Sims, and then I, and then the Billy Sims, Eric Hipple, Gary Danielson. I didn't know this, but Detroit is actually one of about 19 NFL teams that have their own fight song. I mean, I'm ashamed to say I used to live in Cleveland. I didn't quite realize that the Browns have one, too. Do you remember, you know, watching games, seeing like people like your predecessor, Nora Duncan, singing the song? So I've known I've known about the song because I, I went to games at the Silverdome always, you know, coming up. So I knew the song, the song was always there. But but I don't really remember the connection like it like it is right now. Like and, and maybe obviously I was younger, so maybe it didn't resonate with me mm-hmm. quite as much then. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I've known that it's always been here, but it just seems like just for whatever reasons now it was just like, boom. How did you get the job of being the person who does this live at the games? So I was just, I mean, it was just a blessing. At the time, the team had made a transition down here, down here to uh, to Ford Field. And then at that same time, they needed a new singer. And then I won the super singer contest on Channel 4 for the fireworks. So I won that contest. And then the right person saw me and the, the rest is history. Beautiful. How do you, I mean, is this a song that needs a lot of warm up? Like when people sing, when people at, at games sing the Star Spangled Banner, like at a ball game or something, I mean, that's a song that goes in a lot of different directions. And I would think singers need to warm up for something like that. Do you warm up before before games? Absolutely. I have my, my um, you know, my, my, my regular routine, vocal warm up and stuff. I do stuff like as I'm driving in and then I always try to do a little bit like right before each time I sing the song. The song is easy for me to sing because it's, it's in my face register, probably my natural singing voice. Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rah, rah, rah. People always say that, you know, they, they hope I go hoarse or, uh, or you know, I'm surprised you can talk today. So hard win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field in game. The Lions victory, go 
I just got chills. <laughs> the Theo, do, do people like, do people see you on the street and ask you to do that? So I don't, I, they, they do see me on the street. They, they see me on the street and, and I take, I take a lot of pictures. So, but to actually sing it out in the street randomly, no, but I'm in a, I'm in a wedding band. So I do get a lot of requests to sing it at weddings. So I get all these details for this, for the wedding. And like, I have these things where like, we have to have the LPO. We want Theo to sing the fight song. Like, oh my God, my family is going crazy. We're just waiting for this. And I mean, I, I, sometimes I come into these weddings and I get people coming up to me for, you know, for somebody's wedding and they come up to me and they were like, they, you know, they're like, uh, like, dude, I've been waiting. I've been waiting all year for this moment just so I can come up and meet you and everything. It's, it's pretty amazing, to be honest with you. That's beautiful. You know, and that song, like, I don't I don't get it. Like, usually when we hear it, when we hear it in the course of the game, it's, you know, you've got a modern treatment on it. But just hearing you sing it a cappella like that, like, I'm reminded, this song was written in 1937. It's kind of got that old-timey feel to it. Right, right, right. And I liken it, I liken it to, to you know, with Michigan, you know, you guys being Michigan and everything, like, I liken it to, to, uh, to Hail to the Victors. Sometimes I, I get people. Sometimes I get people who come up to me on the opposite side, and they're like, uh, "You know, do you ever think about updating it, or do you think about doing this? You should try to do it like this." I get a lot of these people that come up and, and have all these theories on what I should do to, you know, to make something current. And I tell them, I tell them, that's not what the song is supposed to be. The tradition, the tradition behind it. Like, yes, it was wrote a long time ago, but that, but the tradition of it, that's what makes it what it is. Those people who want you to, up, to update it, I think they need to bite their tongues. Yes, I know. I, listen, I get, I shut that down so quick. I'm like, I'm like, I don't even, I don't even want to hear that. Just it's, no. Just, it's not. One time, so so quick, real quickly. This is just one one crazy story. There was a the, the Lions. The team decided to to change the instrumentation. So the song, the song, the the the, uh, the backing track that I use for the song is all made through what's called MIDI. So it's just all computer instruments. So they wanted to. They ended up going and and uh, wanted to have real instruments, real instruments on the thing. So a lot of my buddies actually. A lot of my uh, Detroit fellow Detroit musicians, they uh, were commissioned to go in the studio and do this. So they went to the studio, they did it, and they came out with this new version. I did it like once or twice in the game, and I had people coming up to me like, "What did you do to the song? What did you change? <laughs> what what's going on?" And I'm like, "I'm like, yo, I just work here. I didn't do anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't have control over that. They play it, I sing it. That's how it goes." But they ended up going back to the original version after the halftime. They got that many in-game complaints that we went back to the regular way right after halftime, and it's never been changed since then. We need to take a break. More with Theo Spite in just a minute. Support for the Stateside Podcast comes from Kalamazoo College, offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. 
Support for Michigan Public's stateside podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. More information at laketrust.org. Do you mind telling us anything about sort of how you got to be a singer? Well, yeah. So, uh, so I, I'm, I'm born and raised, like I said, in Detroit. And then I, I came up, I came up always going, uh, going to church Sunday mornings. And growing up at back, back in those days, the Baptist church back in those days when it was like before, before the age now, we have all these mega churches where those churches back then, the church I grew up in was like a neighborhood church. It was, it was a family and friends. We all knew each other, grew up with each other. And some of the music, that was coming out of my church back then was just incredible. Like we had, we literally had singers that Barry Gordy wanted, but for whatever reasons, it couldn't work out. Like we had a lady, she was an amazing alto and Barry Gordy was trying to get her, but her husband, her husband worked and they had like 10 or 13 kids. So he was like, you got to stay home and take care of the kids. But it was, it was that era, you know? And, but and her voice was just, was amazing. It was an amazing voice. So I grew up around all of that. And I wanted to be, I wanted to be that, you know, when I was like, man, it, so it, it immediately touched me as I grow up, I ended up having all of these different musical influences, whether it was through gospel or, 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 or Marvin Gaye and Luther Vandross. And then, you know, new edition comes along. At that time, as rap, as hip hop was starting to come along, a lot of my friends who I had like little singing groups with or whatever, they started to, to turn and wanted to become rappers. So a lot of people around me started rapping more and more people, you know, in the lunchroom beatboxing, doing the fat boys and, and uh, rapping, rapping outside on the playground. But luckily for me, there was new edition who all the girls still thought were cool, was cool. And then, his new edition still rocking, rocking the jeans and the gym shoes and all fly. So it was still cool to sing. They made it stay cool to, to sing. And so I was able to stick with them as I, as I continued my musical journey to, you know, later on to where it is now. Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. Theo, I feel like most of the times when I see a broadcast of a home game, they manage to work you, you know, work you in in some way or another but like do you ever do you ever go to uh, away games to sing the song no not to sing not to sing the song i go to watch and i mean we went and listen i went to uh i tell you i tell you i went to last year i went to green bay i went to green bay for the for the for the for the last game of the season and, you know and there were tons of lions fans there and we sung that song with i was probably with about two or three hundred strangers in the middle the middle of Lambeau Field out there, like like right outside the gates there, and we sang that song so loud. And then the same experience again to start this season in uh in, in Kansas City. I was again surrounded by a couple hundred fans down there, and we did it in Kansas City. Oh, Theo, how incredible was it to to see that Packers game this year after having been at that last game of the season last year? Oh, just I mean every. It's it's always it's always great, you know. You know to win, to get division wins, is obviously just just huge to have those division wins, and um, especially this year with us finally winning the, winning the North. I mean, so I, those games, those games are always a little bit more personal. Are you going to be able to go to San Francisco this weekend? 
No, no, no. I'll be hanging out with my brothers and sisters down at Ford Field watching, having uh, an amazing watch party down there. Uh, it's already sold out. So that's that's how that's how incredible this run is. An away game to watch it, to have a watch party in Ford Field was sold out within minutes. And so I'll be down there. Theo, thank you so much for talking to us. This has been super fun. Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. What a great double year, right? Michigan doing this thing. Lions doing their thing. We here in the state of Michigan are riding a football high. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Theo, we'll see you at the next game. All right, see you then. Go Lions. And that's the Stateside Podcast for today. I'm April Bear. You can find full Stateside episodes at michiganpublic.org, including some thoughts from yesterday's broadcast show about what happens to Michigan with Jim Harbaugh on his way to L.A. Today's podcast was produced by our podcast editor, Rachel Ishikawa. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Ronia Kabansag, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Buren. Our interns are Olivia Meradian and Lauren Neon. Our executive producer is Laura Weber-Davis. Music for the pod comes from Blue Dot Sessions and from Audio Network. Thanks for listening. Go Lions! We'll see you Monday. Bye.